we'd like to welcome you back to part five of our Alien Agenda Deception Exposure Study. Um, this is actually the fifth mega study I've done, and it's part five. Uh, this is for the date of um, October 9th, 2017. We are going to segue now into a clip entitled Giant Super Soldiers, Days of Noah. And um, this is from um, Timothy Alberino and Steve Quayle. I just thought there were, there were some important things that they were they were going over in this particular thing that was a... I always like to do things that are kind of cross-confirmatory to what we're talking about. And this is also a lot of confirmation there. So let's go ahead and play this. Steve, in your book, True Legends, you talk about a Smithsonian cover-up whenever giant bones are involved. So I want to ask you the question that everybody always asks. Where are all the giant bones? It's interesting, Tim, because... Now, again, you could say, well, I don't believe anything Steve Quayle says. This is a documented fact, okay, on the Smithsonian cover-up. So whether I'm using Alex Jones as a source or Steve Quayle, when I hear truth, it's like, okay, that's truth. I've heard it a hundred times. I got a whole book in there. It's literally one subject on the total cover-up of the Smithsonian and all of the original news clippings that go along with how every time they found giant skeletons, particularly in America, the Smithsonian comes in, whisks them away, and they're never heard from again. It can't be debated. It is fact. So understand when I play clips like that, um, it's always when I can verify what they're talking about. And it's easily verifiable in this particular case. Because of the bias of the Smithsonian and their contempt for out-of-place artifacts every time giants were found it didn't matter if it was on the west coast the arctic the antarctic believe it or not the east coast the ohio river mounds they always have a fabulous cutoff point meaning once the smithsonian is notified and those bones are sent to the smithsonian they're never heard from again and there's denials a good example of that it was a famous kincaid expedition to the grand canyon where they found the Egyptian citadel. Even the Phoenix Gazette carried that story. So, Tim, the cover-up has always been to keep this biblically relevant topic out of the minds of the people so at an appropriate time in the future, they can claim whatever they want to claim, and they'll claim anything and everything apart from the true biblical origin of giants. So, Steve, even during World War II, there were... Which originally was Genesis 6, then moving into the Promised Land. Because it, it says even in Genesis 6, it says there's giants in, the, in those days, Noah's day, the flood, and also after that. So, that's why we've got so many giant skeletons that have been found, because they've been, you know, the breeding program's been going on for a long, long time. Reports of giants and cannibalism coming out of the Solomon Islands. What was that all about? After World War II, people couldn't reconcile the fact that a lot of servicemen, U.S. servicemen, had been eaten, cannibalized, as well as Japanese. And the fascinating investigation I've come up with was the fact that the Solomon Islands are riddled with stories of cannibalistic giants and even living giants to this day. I was contacted by a, a, a man named Marius who was literally going to meet me in California with, uh, let's just say this, irrefutable evidence. But he said to me on the phone, he said, Steve, 
I'm being followed and I'm not sure I'll even make it there alive. What has to be asked, the question that needs to be asked and has to be asked, is that why do people who have the evidence, why are they intimidated? Why are they threatened? Why are they disappeared? What is this cover-up? And I'll tell you the bottom line. Okay. That one really was a huge one for me. We talked about the Solomon Islands. Literally, a lot of our guys got eaten. Okay? A lot, and even more of the Japanese troops, because they were more inland. I've studied a lot about World War II, particularly the Pacific um, Campaign. The Pacific Theater is how a lot of the old-timers were referred to it as. My grandpa literally fired um, at Japanese planes trying to dive-bomb their ship. And... Um, I I just feel so connected to that war. My both my my both my grandpas were were um my one grandpa on my dad's side was training as an amphibious tank in an amphibious tank. Now he didn't actually the war literally ended right before he was going to go in. Thank God, honestly. And then my other grandpa on my mom's side, he was in the Pacific Theater. He literally fired at japanese planes uh i don't know if they were kamikaze or whatever trying to bomb their ships and so i i've, I've just felt a huge connection to world war ii um regarding the whole thing you know and um i've done a lot of studying on it not as much near as much lately i just don't have time but but um the solomon island campaign man i mean that was heavy duty really heavy duty and a lot of the Japanese troops were were actually cannibalized, and some of our troops were as well. And a lot of weird stuff happened during that campaign um, that um, you could probably chalk up to the Giants having a lot more impact on those battles than we'll ever know. Obviously, there was a huge cover-up. But remember the book I was reading to you from that? I don't know if it was the last mega study or the one before that, but it's called The Solomon Island Mysteries, Accounts of Giants and UFOs in the Solomon Islands by Marius Boyerin. That's the guy he just said he was going to go meet with. And I don't think he ever showed up to meet with Steve Quayle. He might have, I don't know. I don't know if he says that in here or not. But... This is the book I was reading excerpts out of. And I had so many requests from people saying, read us more out of that book. I've never heard anything like that. Because on the Solomon Islands, this is such a matter-of-fact subject about the subject of giants that it's like if you go there even to this day, I mean, it's not anything. Like, they've had interaction with these things for eons. I mean, it's not even a subject of anybody would even debate that actually lived there and had any knowledge of what's going on in the jungles there the the giants that live there actually live more toward the center of the island where the mountain ranges are they don't tend to live more near the coast because obviously they're more exposed on the coast they like to be hidden i mean these things are giant and they're they would be an easy target for if they were out in the open Whereas if they're in the inner jungles and there's a gigantic cave system that literally goes from one end of the island to the other, there's massive UFO sightings on that island. There has been for, I don't even know how long. There's underground lakes they emerge from that the natives have seen them come out of. There's these bat-like creatures that fly around at night in the air. I mean, this point, there's all kind of UFO orbs that are all over the place. We're talking unbelievable demonic activity and it's in, but the, the biggest in the biggest thing though in regard to all of that is the giants on that particular island 
and it goes on to this very day it's probably just a little more understated than it was before marius boran is the only uh boyer is the only one that's actually ever written about it at length and uh, i don't think he's around anymore he might be i don't know but um, i know he's got to be super super careful fine they do not want people to understand that the sons of God, the fallen angels, saw that the daughters of earth were fair, mated with them, and produced a literally new race of hybrid beings that the Bible calls the Rephaim. And the Rephaim are with us today. They're genetic traits, they're genetic markers. And when we get into super soldiers, Tim, the super soldiers, the most uh, important expenditures made are to identify not only the bloodline, but the genetic traits. There are people literally not only wanting to bring the giants back, but to insert giant genes in our soldiers to give them the super soldier ability. More money is being spent to identify genetic traces and markers, the actual gene prints of giants, both dead and extractable DNA from their teeth, from whatever cells in the mummies, to literally living giants today. So in other words, what you're saying is somebody's trying to weaponize giant genes. Absolutely. And the super soldier program is probably one of the most almost unbelievable, yet so believable programs that the U.S. military is involved in. And all the underground labs, all the secret places around the planet, everybody's after the same thing. They want comic book heroes that we would only laugh about and have laughed about maybe for 50 years. And again, why do you think Hollywood's trying to shove that narrative down our throats constantly? Superman, Superwoman, Superboy, The Flash, The Green Lantern, The What? I mean, it's all of this comic book garbage. The Hulk. These are all Nephilim-type creatures. These are, these are creatures that are, have had their DNA modified in some gigantic way, but yet we're supposed to believe that they're going to have our best interests at heart and they're here to save humanity when the exact opposite is true but they're always portrayed as the you know these wonderful things now granted they'll portray the bad monster ones fighting them as bad but it's always these nephilim type like creatures that have their dna um defiled as the as the saviors of humanity and now it's it's no longer fantasy it's fact and we're not just talking about superhuman strength are we we're also talking about superhuman cerebral capabilities that the giants had absolutely uh speaking of, of cerebral capabilities the giants even when they're in a stasis state that means in suspended animation whether it's dr ernest Muldashev in russia uh in the mountains of tibet whether it's whole underground base in which some of these entities these living giants are present they have so much cerebral energy that they, they actually have what's called the red line and you can't go past that or literally they claim according to special operations four-star generals that literally it, it causes a person to almost come apart at the seams it not only drives people mad but it literally just causes them to go to pieces you understand you know who else told me about that the, that colonel that I went up to visit in the mountains, this is before I moved up here. Um, he told me that same thing. He said he was in, uh, I don't know if it was S4. S4 is Papoose Lake. It's it's uh, Area 51. Um, but there's two parts of it. There's S4, which is the really, really super secret part, and then there's the regular one, Area 51, 
which is more the bait, but but they're both bad, and they they both go down tons and tons of levels. But um, he said he went down there and he saw one of these giants, and he and he told and he the same exact story about this red line that you're not supposed to cross because they have su- such cer- cerebral. You have to understand they're a giant. They might if they're twenty feet tall. Think of how much bigger their brains are than ours, and they're harnessing it literally for pure evil. So they have this ability to literally just basically through this cerebral demonic power explode people now you could say well whatever well how on god's green earth did these temples like the temple of baalbek which exists to this day and all these um, aztec temples where it looks these stones that are bigger than anything that a crane could lift today our most advanced cranes couldn't lift these stones that literally look like they're melted together. There's You couldn't slip a piece of paper between these stones because almost like they were in like this semi-melted form and just put together, stacked on top. From the Aztec accounts of these giants that made these cities because it could only be made through some type of technology we don't even possess to this day, they were using it through their mind. They were literally lifting these gigantic stones with their mind. As big as they were, they actually had to use their mind to lift these stones into place and then actually did something to the stone itself to make it literally just sink in and fit together like it was molding pieces of clay together. That's that's from the Aztecs um, or the Incans or, or those particular races that were co mingling and co-mingling with them and that's why they always got into human sacrifice because these giants always required human sacrifice and that's why they would make these big gigantic um truncated uh, pyramids because they would do the human sacrifices on top of the pyramids so that's the kind of mind power these things possess okay now i still believe though that a born-again christian with enough faith going in there if they're called to it can still deal with these things because my god created the universe that's my reality i don't care how big they are or how big their brain is my god created the universe he's still way more powerful than you and you were defeated in noah's day you were defeated in the days of the promised land and you're going to get defeated again that's the reality the reality is is they're all on the losing team so I'm not going to present these studies like, oh, we're all going to die and the giants are going to eat us up and the Bigfoot and whatever cryptozoological creatures they want to unleash or whatever they're going to do with these super soldiers now, modifying their DNA, making them basically Nephilim. Whatever. Whatever. They're not bigger than God. They're not bigger than his angels. They're not bigger than the blood of Jesus Christ. They're not bigger than Jesus. They're never going to be. They're never going to be more powerful than them either. So the devil, remember, the devil loves to intimidate, um, you know, bigger, badder, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. The, the reality is, is Jesus Christ is on the throne, you know, and I'm his child. So they can't, nothing's going to change that. And, and that's the mindset I want Christians to be in. Because of my word, I listen to these, these reports. Oh christians and they go out and they see a bigfoot and it's this horrible whatever and in they're running they barely get away with their life and i'm not even questioning their christianity but they they don't believe they have the weapons to engage these things and if they've got a 
you know, if they've got a 223 or a 556 or whatever they've got as far as their rifle and they're out hunting, I get it. I understand. But again, <laughs> I'm not saying that it wouldn't be a good thing to take these things out in mass by whatever mechanical means they could muster. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm more the merrier, whatever. I mean, they needed to die in Noah's day. They need to die now. Okay. They needed to die in the days of the promised land. And God was very specific. You go in there, you kill every man, woman, child. You even kill the animals. That's why I did it. Because they had even defiled the animals just like they did in Noah's day. Where does it say that? Oh, the book of Enoch. Oh, there's no validity there at all. Well, it just confirms it totally, and it, it actually expands Genesis 6. I'm not saying the whole book is is whatever, but sure sheds a lot of light on a lot of different stuff, is all I'm saying. Now, the only the only book of Enoch I recommend is the one that's made by the Baptist Press, and it's, it's a blue hardback cover. Just key in Enoch. In, in my search box at contendingfortruth.com and, and you'll see the PDF. It, I'll show you the that particular version. It has all the cross-references with the King James Bible on every page where either the King James Bible says what it's saying in the Book of Enoch or the Book of Enoch says what the King James Bible is saying. It's so awesome. You know, it's just neat. So let's go back to this, this uh, report. Dan, that's the ultimate weapon. You know, uh, Michael Crichton with Jurassic Park brought us dinosaurs and now we're hearing about woolly mammoths being cloned and and we're hearing all these news stories that neanderthal is no longer uh, a member of our family tree which i've said for 30 years but the point being is is that it's all about weapons and as a general said to me in special operations it doesn't matter if it's ancient technology doesn't matter if it's ancient genetics those of us are either fighting to keep it out of the hands of the wrong people or the wrong people are fighting us to kill us to get it into their hands. There's a war going on, and it's no longer just dusty old bones in a museum stuck away. So, Steve, according to Genesis 6, fallen angels had sexual relations with human women, creating these hybrid half-angel, half-human giants. In a weaponized, military weaponized sense, what other capabilities might these super soldiers have if they have the genes of giants? Well, beyond the obvious of strength, beyond the obvious of almost supervision, super hearing, one of the most remarkable things from my four-star general friend was basically said they hunt by DNA. Every person's DNA has a specific harmonic that they could identify a specific uh, target's DNA and assign a Fido, the 19-foot uh, giant, to go after. And, and it was interesting because when you think about it, even going back to Jack the Giant Killer and Jack Be Nimble, Jack Be Quick, as I've been researching all these, remember the statement? Fee, fi, fo, fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Mm -hmm. You go to the Bible and whose blood cried out? Righteous Abel blood cried out to the living God after Cain slew him. So the harmonics of blood is fascinating. That's why the cry of the innocent blood is such a, a, a big deal in God's eyes, and it truly is, because the blood has a signal, a frequency, and there have been studies to prove that. So they want the giants to be able to basically target specific DNA characteristics, not to mention the bottom line, and you know how much I love to say that, these entities want every last human being destroyed and in its place, a hybrid. They're going to try and prove that God's a liar. Jesus himself said, if the days weren't shortened, there'd be no flesh left alive. 
yet for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. You've turned down opportunities to work with some of the major networks on documentaries concerning giants. Why have you decided not to work with them? And furthermore, why have you decided to start your own production company, Gen 6 Productions? Tim, it's just simply this. <clears throat> I believe the big lie that's going to be placed, hoist upon the world, is that the aliens created mankind, which I categorically reject. It's funny. The people that will accept the fact that the Anunnaki star creatures came to this planet will avoid fallen angels like a plague. I wanted the correct, in my opinion, after 40 years of research, I wanted the correct historic and biblical presentation of the giants. And quite candidly, when I talk to some of them, if I start talking about fallen angels having sex with earth women, they snicker. Well, that snicker tells me they've already made up their mind. And I said, I will only appear on camera if I can have final edit of what I say. Guess what? Nobody wanted to do that. That tells me there's agenda. So I believe it's, this is a time that, that you and I are going to basically... The only reason they would want somebody on like Steve Quayle is to discredit the actual, like what he's talking about here, uh, to discredit any kind of Christian perspective on this subject of aliens, giants, and these types of things, and to supposedly discredit it from a, uh, a Christian, uh, prominent Christian that like has this as their, their thrust. So that's the only reason they would want somebody on like, like him. Go out and say to the world, okay, here's what those guys are saying, but here's not only what the Bible says, and here's how accurate the Bible is with the history that follows. Gen 6 Productions is totally different than everything else that's on the TV, everything else that's on the documentary. Everybody's looking in a rearview mirror at history, just trying to find the bones and find the original documents of, of all of the different finds and i spent 20 years doing that already. But we're taking people, Tim, simply where no one else has ever gone before. They're starting from the premise that all the giants are gone. We're starting from the premise that there are modern-day giants now who aren't suffering from acromegaly or some pituitary disorder, but they're literally going to fulfill the biblical statement of Matthew 24 where Jesus said, just as in the days of Noah, so would it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Most people do not understand the evil. Most people can't even embrace the fact that this isn't about old bones. This is about a contemporary threat beyond any science fiction twisting of the facts. And that's why we're going to, I believe the best antidote, that's why we're going to do this thing, Gen 6 Productions. We're going to present information. We're going to present eyewitness testimony Again, we're not just dealing with bones. Obviously, we'll follow the leads of bones, but we're going to show the people out there what the truth is and why this cover-up has been a multi-thousand-year cover-up and what the expectation that everyone is going to, uh, not only the expectation, but what is going to be presented to the people as the gods who made us. And i got to share this. When I did write the book True Legends, Genesis 6 Giants, Aliens and Fallen Angels, Angel Wars, everything I have written is to this point where Jesus said, if the days weren't shortened for the elect's sake, there'd be no flesh left alive. And the genetic tampering, the genetic destruction, 
the designs of the Luciferian globalists to destroy every human being on the planet, to insert their new creation, that we'll call them uh, the Uberman, uh, Nietzsche's statement, the Superman, what it's going to be is a super slaughter. And by giving people the correct information, by literally telling them what the end of the book is, how this plays out in history, my goal is to take away all fear and show them that the truth will make them free as long as they abide in the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord abides in them. Too many people are making too many excuses for the living God, and I'm looking for that time when the people of God will stand up, when the people of God will not take a back seat to the skeptic, whose the only agenda he has is what he's being paid to say. We're going to produce... And primarily the preachers in the 501c3 pulpits, which are basically taught the whole godly line of Seth thing <laughs> regarding Genesis 6, which is just... Uh, anyway... Yeah, it, but again, if Satan, knowing what he knows, don't you think this would be really super important to Satan to keep this a secret up until the very bitter end when these things start to literally manifest on planet Earth? To just have, you know, the vast, vast majority of, of Christians just quaking in their boots because their preacher had never ever told them about any of this and just said all oh, that was all a bunch of fooey and nothing's ever going to come of it or whatever. You know, it'd be very important for Satan. And that's why, you know, I do what I do to try to really, I mean, one aspect of why I do what I do to try to uh, mitigate that as much as possible. Uh, I would say such a different documentary form and style I think people will be really excited, and especially to get involved with the Senate. In other words, rather than looking for the giants that were, we're looking for the giants that are. Absolutely. And I find it fascinating. Just as we're literally in the time of the movie of Noah, which was just a disaster biblically. It wasn't even no. anywhere near the scripture. But the times of Noah isn't interesting. The times of Noah, and now we got all this interest in giants, Hello, I don't think God could give a bigger neon sign than if he wrote it in the sky. And I'm not, I'm not taking liberty, but even as everything is lining up, we are in the days of Noah. In the Noah days, there were giants in the land. And now we're having Hollywood just come out with movie after movie after movie, trying to denigrate biblical uh, Moses, it doesn't matter if it's Noah, trying to distort true history so they can insert their own history. For instance, in the movie Noah, this is pretty fascinating. Most people don't know this. The fallen angels are the good guys, and yeah. Noah's the bad guy. Right. They're, they're called the Watchers, aren't they? they yes, they are. They're called the Watchers. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think what we're going to do is be able to give you a compressed, truly a compressed understanding of history that, it, it, when I say mind-blowing, it'll also be heart-freeing. It will help you to understand the headlines, the movies, and the ultimate plan and scheme for your destruction. But the good news is, Jesus said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. And I believe that, Tim, we're at that time in history now. We're in the days of Noah, and everything that preceded Noah building the ark, and the judgment of Almighty God on this earth that was in rebellion is about to be relived. Okay, so we have that, and, you know, going to his website, um, he come out with a third DVD of his uh, True Legends series, Holocaust of the Giants, 
In this episode, Steve, Timothy Alberino, and Tom Horn pick up the trail of the Anastasi Indians in the desert southwest. The groundbreaking investigation reveals a dark and gruesome secret concerning the sudden annihilation of this mysterious tribe. Because that tribe was literally just <laughs> wiped. I mean, they were just gone. And it's a gigantic mystery to this day. But they're saying they've figured it out. And a cover-up of gigantic proportions. Now, it looks like... Oh, it's it's 15 bucks to watch it, um, which, you know, it's pretty steep. You can get the DVD for whatever. I, I, and I, I'll be honest, there's a lot of stuff I'm not wild about with Steve Quayle. I posted stuff in my newsletters over the years, you know. But I will say, though, and I'm trying to be objective, this True Legend series, okay, from the first one, The Unholy Sea, um, or no, maybe that was the second one. Unholy C DVD. I think you can watch it on the other. And then, um, what was the first one? Did he take it off? Huh. Anyway, I know this is the third one, but uh, the Unholy C is, I think, oh, okay. Then the True Legends, the first one. I guess they have a package right now. But I'm not seeing the, the DVD for the first one. And they're pricey. I mean, they really are. Um, but it's probably the best, most comprehensive work I've ever, ever, ever seen on this whole subject of the Giants. And the historical, absolute documentation. Now, it wasn't cheap to fly Timothy Alberino or Steve Quayle or any of these people on site to do these things. I get it. I understand that. You know, it's just you know the DVD's twenty six bucks um, for this third one, this this uh, Holocaust of Giants. I haven't been able to really um, bring myself to pay fifteen dollars to watch the. I'm going to soon though. It's, it's on my list of things to do. But then they have one on the Unholy Sea. How the Vatican is totally integral. And I played a lot of clips from these things because what I would do is rent it for like. 48 hours of 24 and then i would play clips of it on there I've, I've done that on the first dvd and on the uh the second oh i guess oh it's out of stock the original one the true legends film document but they're really they're they're it's probably about the finest thing i've ever seen because you know steve quayle's got deep pockets and um he works with people that have deep pockets and they can they can afford to put together these things these dvds but the true legends series the first one, True Legends, The Unholy Sea, and um, The uh, Holocaust of Giants, which I haven't seen yet. But from the two I have seen, it's about the best thing I've ever seen, documentation-wise. Um, it's incredibly professional, well done, and they went all over the world to get this information. And if it was common knowledge in the churches, it, the church would just, I really believe, be so much more more prepared for what's coming and they would also know how to pray and it would also make i don't know i guess the severity of the hour come alive and it would also make the bible come alive in other words i think a lot of people would start getting more of their priorities in order you know and i'm i'm not judging because i think i'm perfect and i walk around in some kind of sinless perfection but you know um <laughs> 
I mean, when you get when you get a handle on this type of stuff, I mean, it kind of does change your priority levels, don't don't you? Kind of agree. I mean, doesn't this kind of change your, you know, if you didn't know about this stuff, would would you be, you know, I just think it would change a lot of Christians' lives for the better, um, if they were aware of this. So let's go ahead and play. I think this is about the last video here, but there's other stuff we have to cover. Uh, let's see here. For decades, we've heard about secret underground bases all over the United States. We've even heard the very strange and bizarre story of allegedly alien entities working side by side with human beings. Is this just an elaborate ruse? Is this a canard? Um, it's just absolutely fantastic to hear about it. And yet, I have two whistleblowers that came on the record anonymously. Their experiences are decades apart. There is no collusion between them, and they have no knowledge of each other's stories. I leave it up to you to listen to their testimonies, to weigh what they have to say, and decide for yourself if it's true or just an elaborate ruse. If it is true, then we are much further down the rabbit hole than any of us would have thought. At a conference last year, a man came up to L.A. Marzulli and wanted to talk to him alone. Marzulli had met this man before, so there was a certain degree of familiarity. However, nothing could have prepared Marzulli for what he was about to hear. I just told you I spent 28 years working uh, in top-secret classified military intelligence operations, and uh, nothing was related to this topic we're having here but one of the most honest men that i worked with that's about 60 years old so this is like an undercover like you're only seeing like a kind of a you're not seeing much of an image at all and they've changed the voice and all it's just so you know that's why the audio quality is not that great I was over my home six months ago and said he has a brother-in-law that works in a similar compartment of top secret classified operations and that he actually works somewhere in the southwest in a desert area with, with these aliens because I was trying to explain to him about what I've been learning through you and through these conferences about what are these UFOs and aliens, they're really demonic angels that are coming in and out of these dimensional portals. And he actually confirmed in my home that his brother works in another area of the government that we can't talk about, but it dealt with these aliens and he works side by side with them. Did he describe what they looked like? No, he just told me what he has heard through his brother who also wouldn't uh, exaggerate or pull his chain. Did his brother-in-law, um, why did he confide in him? Any idea? Yes, just fear and anxiety, uh, and that's probably why Tim shared that with me. Did his brother-in-law uh, state whether he felt they were benevolent or malevolent. Uh, we didn't get into that. He was very careful just to give me a hint, a hint that as I was explaining things I've learned through you and my own experiences life, um, that his brother actually works with these non-human elements, entities, exactly. And did he did he give you a, is it ongoing now? I get the impression that... Yeah, I, this was going on. I still talk to this gentleman okay. who was to, who retired and came back into the world we worked in. And, uh, yeah, this stuff is continuous. Continuing. And then based on what I've learned just through watching the History Channel sure. in Nazi Germany, this has been an ongoing... From the 40s. Right. Wow. So...
a gentleman who has to remain anonymous due to security clearances um, has just come on the record and told me some startling information. So, you know, it's just one clip after another after another that this stuff's been going on with our with the governments of the world um, and these these demonic devils, you know, uh, for decades and decades and decades, and that this has been a long, slow, controlled plan ultimately to bring us into the seven-year tribulation period, the, the New World Order, um, under Antichrist and False Prophet. That's all, where all of this is heading and why it's all being done. It's all leading up to that endgame type scenario, which the Bible clearly predicts. So let's go ahead and continue this further. Um, now, this information I'm going over right now is all coming from New Age sources. Okay, so bear that in mind. But I have used New Age sources in the past to kind of look at what are their plans, what is their next move, what are they saying is going to happen. Now, I'm not saying it's what's going to happen because God's in control. But this particular source, this Corey Good, I've used him a lot in the last couple years. He seems to be one of the main mouthpieces for these supposed good alien entities like the Nordics that say they're going to you know, protect us from the bad aliens, and, and that's another... Thing of the whole good cop, bad cop, alien thing, and that they're going to bring us into this glorious, wonderful uh, new age, and 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 they're going to give us all this technology, and we're going to have peace and love and joy and all these wonderful things. And Corey Good's been one of their main mouthpieces for this, and he's been allowed to do this, which tells me that, um, I mean, he's done it on a mass scale. He's went on Gaia TV and been interviewed by that that dude that says he's the reincarnation of edgar casey or whatever i can't stand him and um he comes across as very sincere i've played a lot of his clips here on on the thing but what it's doing is that is that i'm trying to combine this all and look at this biblically and tell you the lie that is coming and is going to be foisted on us that's why i'm doing it so this is entitled Corey Good on Nordic Extraterrestrials Working with the Religious Leaders for Disclosure. The source is Exopolitics, and he, Michael Salia is the guy that's the head of it. And the, the thing with Exopolitics, as I've said in the past, is Exo meaning extraterrestrial politics. And they're totally, totally geared on bringing about what they call disclosure meaning this whole alien disclosure and why they're here and what they're going to do for us and how they're spending this big cover-up, okay? And they're trying to bring that about. And this, there's a little sign, little picture here that says, is the Vatican working with the U.S. military intelligence uh, for extraterrestrial disclosure? Well, not only the Vatican is doing that, but also these supposed ETs themselves, which are, you know, these demonic, fallen angelic type of, entities manifesting as greys tall greys reptilians and these types of things um so the following answers were received from Corey good on june 26th of this year in response to questions i sent to him about information he recently shared in an article about and there's a link to that about the vatican being involved in an extraterrestrial disclosure initiative in his responses, he provides further details about what he has been told by multiple sources about ongoing events involving the Vatican, Nordic extraterrestrials, those are the blonde here, blue-eyed, you know, ETs or whatever, um, and the U.S. Air Force, 
that they and the U.S. Air Force runs secret space program. More recently, on June 14th, the Vatican succeeded in having a diverse collection of world religious leaders come together in an extraordinary in an extraordinary appeal for friendship and unity. Now, again, that the last line I just said there that can't be disputed. That did happen. You know, I probably even played the commercial or or got into it in previous studies. So that did happen and everything's just pointing to let's get this disclosure on the road let's combine all the world religions let's get humanity on the same page so we can foist this on them uh this as described in my june 22nd article there's a link to that which was entitled quote world religions unite as a prelude to extraterrestrial disclosure is something to be welcomed as such a new cosmic religion with the vatican and all other major religious traditions cooperating with nordic extraterrestrials does appear very plausible indeed the very rapid adoption of up to 90 percent of humanity into the new faith described by Corey good appears very possible this is what i've been saying for like a decade at least they're going to have a one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. The Bible very much clearly indicates that. They're expecting 90% 90, 90 of humanity to, to adopt this within a very short period of time of disclosure. So, you know something to all my detractors? I shouldn't be covering this. You're right. This is obviously nothing that we need to be concerned about, right? Just the total destruction of Christianity and you know combining all the religion religions into one have your one world religion under any christ a false prophet like the bible i mean how are we going to get there if it's not this scenario how are we going to get there how, how are we going to do that the the world religions right now are at total odds with one another on on a lot especially islam which is the fastest growing one and now the largest how are you ever going to get Islam to combine with Catholicism, who are mortal enemies? Or Islam to combine with any other religion which are mortal enemies? You know, there's got to be some really big, gigantic, precipitating event where everybody's going to play nice. There's got to be. And this is the only scenario that I can see making that happen. Now, through the Antichrist and false prophet, sure. Through a lot of different cooperation from all the world religions, they're all being primed for it. All the people at the top know about this. They're just waiting for the day that, you know, they get the green light to go along with this. Talked about this at length for years. There would certainly be a collapse of traditional belief systems with the open appearance of the Nordics and the revelation of how much humanity was lied to over the last century by the global elite. Oh, we've only begun to lie. We've only begun to hear the lies. The real big whoppers are going to come when the Nordics come, posing as our saviors. They're, they don't want to come like tall gray aliens or reptilians. That's going to scare everybody half to death. Those will be the bad guys. And the Nordics will be here to protect us from them, those bad guys. Good cop, bad cop, yeah. I have to date communicated with three IT experts, information technology experts, who have cooperated 
Corey Good's professional IT background, they also added that he continues to be highly regarded. In all, five IT professionals have vouched for Good, four of whom have provided recommendations listed in Good's LinkedIn account. And there's a link to that. What he's trying to do is, is say that this guy's credible, at least to a certain, however much he can validate it. What this information clearly shows is that Good was indeed a highly respected IT professional before going public in 2014 with his extraordinary whistleblower claims. This does not prove any of Good's remarkable statements about the secret space programs, but it does establish his credibility as a witness, as a whistleblower whose information uh, deserves serious scrutiny. Since coming forward, irreparable damage has been done to his prospects of working in the IT industry. What follows adds important information about the role of the Vatican and the U.S. Air Force in impending disclosure initiatives involving Nordic human-looking extraterrestrials. What, the question, and I didn't give all the questions. This is question two. Because I don't, some of this I look at it and I'm like, I don't even want to go over this because I don't even want that stupid part of whatever they're saying to be presented. I don't want to give them a platform for that. What I'm trying to give you to what I'm trying to give you is a satanic game plan of how they're going to try to foist this on humanity. And this will be, I truly believe in it and believe in it more every day, that this will be the backbone of the strong delusion that God describes in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 at the same time we have the falling away of the church, which is clearly predicted in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and that wicked, capital W, the Antichrist, will be revealed. It's all in the same time frame. We're right on the cusp of it. Question two, what do you know of the Nordic extraterrestrials working with the religious community and why does Ka'ari Ka Ka consider them brothers and sisters in the Confederation? Okay, Ka'ari is supposedly his contact in one of these inner earth civilizations. Now before you, you say, oh now we're really getting off into left field, um, there's probably more truth to, I don't believe in what they call hollow earth, meaning the earth's the earth's hollow in the middle the earth the only thing about the earth being hollow in the middle would be hell okay that's not what i'm talking about but it's a proven fact that the the earth's crust is honeycombed with a lot of gigantic cave systems that we're not even aware of we have no clue about okay where you could literally have whole civilizations underground Okay, with their own water supplies and ability to grow plants and things of this nature, and they've got ways, it's very, very highly advanced. Okay, now, this has been something that has been known about for a while. Um, a guy just released a, vi uh, a video called Hollow Earth Chronicles. And um, I'll just read you the back. I ordered it, I have not watched it yet. Episode 1, The Dark Chambers. There's a world of mystery and supernaturalism inside the Earth. And this is something I haven't covered very much in, in times past. But this now this is starting to become more and more uh, interrelated into, into the subject that I'm talking about with the whole alien, the disclosure thing, and all these other things. This seems to be becoming more and more of a, an issue. Um does the Bible specifically document that, sar that dark satanic activity is ramping up beneath the earth's surface? Elite secret occult societies as well as governments and religions of the world have been seeking this hidden realm in their efforts to gain power and enlightenment since the days of the flood and it's time we investigate. What I might do with this, with this video is once I watch it, I might go ahead and uh, 
um, play some clips of it because I'm not gonna I'm not finishing tonight this mega study. I'm I'm I got a lot more to cover, so um, I'm gonna listen to it between now and when I do the next continuation of this mega study and and i'll see if if there's some stuff worth playing there probably is the dark chambers is an action-packed documentary film that excavates the ancient stories oral traditions and religious beliefs surrounding the hollow earth complex spotlighting the realm of immortals hybrid creatures civilizations of giants and the strange entities inhabiting these dark chambers the adventure includes inner earth expeditions underworld journeys alleged entrances ufo battles and most importantly a biblical perspective of what exactly is going on beneath the shell that we live on um so it's two hours and 17 minutes so i need to get to that and um here's another one i got that came with it what does the vatican know that we don't now again i've documented this over and over the vatican all this all the, the astronomers and astrol—well, they kind of got astro- astro- astrologers too working for them. These gigantic Lucifer telescope that they have, and and all of the stuff that the Vatican's been, all the announcements they've made about ET being our space brothers, and they would be worthy to baptize, and they would be, you know, whatever. So this is entitled "What Does the Vatican Know That We Don't?" Astrobiology: The Vatican ET Connection. Um. <coughs> Guy Cosmologio, a Vatican astronomer and planetary scientist at the Vatican Observatory, a quote from him said, um, contemporary societies will soon look to the aliens to be the saviors of humankind. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, In Exo-Vaticana, the Pope, Project Lucifer, and the Vatican's astonishing exotheological plan for the arrival of an alien savior. I mean, this is what they're planning for in the Catholic Church. They're actively planning, they're actively preparing their their the masses in the Catholic Church for this to happen. Um and so there this is the greatest story of our time in the expose the elitists and the intellectuals who are planning to assimilate mankind under a coming savior, one whom the prophet Daniel foresaw as an alien god. So Man, I mean, there's just so much information right now. It's, I don't even know what to hardly, I, I can't even hardly, like right now, I've got a newsletter I've got to get out, and I've, and I've got to get this teaching up, and it's 1.08 a.m., and I'm like, my head's spinning. <laughs> I'm like, there's so much going on all the time now, but to me, this is just one of the most important subjects to, to not lose focus of. Um, all right, so this Kareem, is one of these inner earth representatives okay and supposedly they have they're like there's 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 five or six different inner earth cultures they're all supposedly much more highly evolved than us they're um each have their own total societies separated from one another um they uh are incredibly highly advanced supposedly way more intelligent they live to be like two thousand years old it goes on and on and on. Um, they both have their own worship system, their own religion. The, this Kari one, they worship like the Saturn or something. It has a lot to do with Saturn, which is basically an acronym for Satan. Um, you know, fifth planet from the sun. Um, five different... Um, uh, um, 
oh, I'm sorry, six. Six planets from the sun. Um, six different letters. Um, you have the hexagram, which is basically the star of Saturn. You've got a lot of different things. And so we know these things are evil. We know that they're, but they're going to come along like they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And these supposed emissaries and entities from the inner earth have been on an increasing basis communicating with people on earth via like telepathy and have been basically preparing humanity that we're going to be here soon guys we're going to be there we're going to sort all this out we're going to get your culture and you're straight now we're going to tell you how you guys went wrong with religions we're going to be there to guide you into your next step of evolution and i mean it's they're real like sweet sounding oh it's just going to be wonderful and it's basically like this nordic mentality that i'm seeing a lot of where they're going to come like they're the greatest thing since sliced bread the bible says if satan can come as an angel of light it's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into ministers of righteousness and that's how they're wanting to appear like the reason we've been underground for so long is because you humans are so violent and so vile and so defiled that we didn't want anything to do with you so we separated ourselves from you because you're like the unwashed masses basically that's their excuse okay now i'm not saying i buy all of this i'm saying that's what they're saying and i'm saying that i just want you to at least be armed with this information so if something were to happen like between now and the next broadcast at least you're kind of aware of it and you're and you're like well he never mentioned any inner earth stuff well here it is okay so and i have mentioned this before but just not really in depth and i'm not going in depth with it today either but he says question um what do you know of the nordic extraterrestrials working with the religious community meaning like catholics and muslims and all these others and uh why does ka'ari this inner earth representative consider them brothers and sisters in the confederation uh Kari stated this is the answer from Corey good Kari stated that nordics have worked with humanity for a very long time now remember all of this stuff is spoon-fed alien devil garbage as far as i'm concerned okay but this theme is very consistent with the theme that i have read is going to be foisted on humanity when disclosure comes so it's good that we know what the lie is most likely going to be and consist of they have most in other words the nordics have worked with humanity a long time they've mostly worked in the background but they do pop up in historical documents referenced as angels oh so the nordics were the good angels that's who they were all along um they would directly interact with certain groups within the military and government including the founding fathers of the united states oh boy as well as various religious leaders they have been heavily involved in developing humanity in a number of ways so they're going to come and take credit for everything too first they and other races begin to manipulate our dna to assist in the ability to use speech and to have higher abilities that's when we were all monkeys guys just so you know or maybe we were piltdown man or maybe dung heap man i don't know but they assist, they manipulated our dna being our benevolent creators because that's what they're stinking claiming so that we wouldn't be so stupid and that we could actually talk to one another oh now i'm i'm actually i have a good cognitive ability because of the nordics now oh good 
Good, I'm so glad. Then they developed civilization and base religions with humanity. Oh, so they're the ones that developed all religions, including Christianity and all civilizations too, so they take credit for that. During this time, humanity began another important stage of our evolution. Oh, Darwin was right all along. The industrial and technological booms were assisted by a number of races, including the Nordics, meaning these inner earth races that I mentioned before. From the beginning, these groups were manicuring our consciousness through belief systems and religion. See, we've all just been totally manipulated by them from the very beginning. They're our creators. They've given us everything that's good. Why aren't we more thankful? Um, okay, and then um, question three. What were you told about the contents of an extraterrestrial extraterrestrial disclosure announcement in terms of why it would become the basis for a new world religion uh answer after these beings are introduced they expect the public will have a lot of questions about the ets the ets believes and knowledge of the universe and god would be among the top questions um at this point these beings are expected to share a newly crafted belief system that is based on the ET's true belief system. Wow, we haven't even seen the true one yet. These beings will be doing this to help humanity from the ET perspective. No, they'll be doing it to damn as many people into hell and then the lake of fire is possible. That's their only motivation. Because they are of their father the devil and of his works they will do. So I'm going to just kind of give you the real answer along the way. Okay, question four. You say 90% of the people will adopt the new religion quickly. Were you told why it would happen so quickly? Answer. It is expected that most will question their belief. Now, this is after disclosure, obviously. It is expected that most will question their belief systems in the first few years of an introduction to the ETs. Humanity will understand how little we know and will be reaching out to these new, quote, friends for assistance and answers. This sets up a situation for the majority of people on the planet to adopt a similar belief system that gets them away from the, the, their current division. Oh boy. Oh boy. can hardly wait. Question five. What do you know of such an extraterrestrial disclosure announcement being preceded by a disclosure of the military-industrial complex secret space program? Answer. The MIC secret space program with the Air Force, NASA, etc. have been preparing for the disclosure of their program for a long time. I have not heard of them doing this in tandem with the ET disclosure announcement other than the Antarctic ruins being disclosed. We've got into that in the last mega study I did. The Antarctic ruins being disclosed along with more ancient alien artifacts around the solar system. This narrative was supposed to first disclose extraterrestrials but only that the ets were here thousands of years ago the secret space program was originally going to be done oh the secret space program disclosure was originally going to be done among the project blue beam scenario oh where they put the holographic projections in the skies of of each of the major religions in the world so that we're so the Muslims are seeing Muhammad and the Christians are seeing whatever facsimile of Jesus they're supposed to see. <clears throat> and the Hindus are seeing Krishna and the Buddhists are seeing the fifth Buddha. Yeah, Project Bluebeam. Yeah, okay. So that was to be done in that project. Okay, and if you want to know more about that, just key in Bluebeam, keyword search box, done studies on that. It has most recently been talked about in the context 
of revealing an ancient alien presence in our solar system. Uh, the meeting of ETs could occur after the secret space program disclosure. Meaning, if they're going to hit us with this, they're going to probably want to hit us with disclosure and really let us have it. There's been a soft disclosure for a long time, but when things go really hot, I would imagine they're going to let a lot of information go at the same time. I could be wrong, but, you know, I'd, I, I really think they want to get the show on the road. Next report. Again, this is from the same source, new new age as you could possibly get, and um, but probably the most cutting new age info out there. I, I don't see anybody doing more cutting edge stuff than than these dudes um, that are putting this information out there. According to, okay, is the Vatican working with the U.S. military intelligence for extraterrestrial disclosure? According to Secret Space Program whistleblower Corey Good, Pope Francis and other world leaders have been contacted by a group of four human-looking extraterrestrial civilizations that are encouraging them to unify as a prelude to the establishment of a new global religion. The second development was synchronistic June the synchronistic June 14th release of an alleged Majestic 12 US government document describing four groups of extraterrestrials known to the military intelligence community including one that is human looking and friendly I'm sure that's the Nordics it states that formal diplomatic relations began with the human looking group of extraterrestrials during the Eisenhower administration there we get confirmation of that again and secretly continues to this present day when it comes to the role of the Vatican in extraterrestrial life, it is important to point out that the Catholic Church has long played a leading role in the secret diplomatic relations with extraterrestrials dating back to at least post-World War II era. This has involved high-level cooperation with the U.S. military industrial complex, or I'm sorry, the U.S. military intelligence community. In 19, in February of 1954, and this is going back, ways obviously cardinal francis mcintyre represented the catholic church at the first official meeting with a human with human looking extraterrestrials they were called ethereans at the time that occurred at edwards air force base now i don't know if that's the one i got into in the grenada treaty or not but the meeting was described at length by a leading metaphysical teacher at the time mead lane and it's worth repeating in full they get into it. i'm not going to get into the whole thing there it's a gigantic article you can click on it if you want to read the whole thing okay uh it's just too much to cover it's just and i i'm i'm reticent at going gigantically in depth into these things because i'm literally i don't want to be a mouthpiece for the new age movement i want to but i also at the same time want to inform my listeners of the plans of the devil why for we are not ignorant of his devices lest he get an advantage of us like the bible says that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge but i don't want to like go and just dwell on this and see all of the new age lies that they're spewing out but i do want to give you their game plan i want to give you the possible way they're going to try to hit us and deceive us so you you know you're you you have a heads up you know and it's something that you can pray about and then possibly educate others about so that they're not swept up up into this when this inevitably happens because this is the backbone of the coming strong delusion i believe last report same source will the dalai lama it's the exopolitics uh, source okay and this is will the dalai lama join pope francis in disclosing extraterrestrial life uh, on june 14 2017 pope francis joined the D dalai lama 
and other world religious leaders in a joint statement promoting friendship and unity among diverse faiths. The joint statement, I mean, have you ever seen more unity among the major faiths of the world than you have? I mean, we're just going over one after another. Uh, promoting friendship and unity among diverse faiths, the joint statement emerged around the same time as claims being circulated that the Pope was involved in a secret initiative with two other religious leaders to disclose the existence of a human-looking extraterrestrials. So I keep seeing this theme over and over again. And then all the stuff Hollywood's doing, and it's just, we could be close, I don't know. It could be close, though. According to the Secret Space Program, insider Corey Goody has received briefings from a multiple reliable sources that Pope and the two other religious leaders are planning to appear together publicly alongside a human-looking extraterrestrial. An idea of how the U.S. government may present its historic association with such vis visitors can be found in a leaked 1989 Defense Intelligence Agency document. There's a link to it here. While its authenticity has been disputed, there are firm reasons to believe that it contains much factually accurate information. There is good reason to believe that the Vatican and the Defense Intelligence Agency are covertly cooperating in preparing the public for a disclosure of the friendly-looking uh, extraterrestrial visitors. While Good did not disclose who the other two religious leaders might be in the Plain Disclosure Initiative, a 2013 lecture from the Dalai Lama strongly hints that he would play a prominent role in such an announcement. I mean, you know, you think about it. Two biggest religious leaders on the planet. The Pope. Who's number two? Hmm. Benny Hinn? <laughs> no. Number one, they're only going to want one from the supposed Christian part, even though Catholicism is about as unchristian as you could be. But they want they want to hit the most amount of people. Who's who? I mean... Who else? Dalai Lama. I can't think of anybody bigger than than the Pope and the Dalai Lama. Can you? I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't. I mean, they're pretty much near the top. <clears throat> and it sure looks like the good old Dalai Lama's on board with this. To confirm this, speaking on the topic of universal responsibility in the inner environment at the University of Portland... On May 9, 2013, the Dalai Lama made the following comment. Now, this is a little bit disjointed, but I'm going to read it to you the way it was presented. <clears throat> he said, quote, Eventually, if we receive some visitor from another galaxy, come look. And he says, same human being, meaning it looks like us. Or maybe a little different sort of shapes. Oh, he's just a little bit like those, the ones the listener, my listeners saw in the, uh, in the mall. You know, a different shape, but basically the same. They're close enough. I mean, you know, they're not human, but they're close enough. You know, we could, we could, you know, we could, I don't know, break bread, share a Coke, Coke and a smile, you know, maybe get a Big Mac. I don't know. Anyway, um, the furthermore, it is the same sentient being. Respect them. Look at them. It's the same sentient being. We can immediately shake hands if they have some sort of similar hand there. Oh, well, hopefully they'll just have some kind of proboscis that slithers out and grabs our hand. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. But, you know, let's listen. Let's not sweat the small stuff. Okay? Yes, I'm shaking a slimy proboscis hand. Okay? But that's them. 
they're the same sentient being as me. Right? Come on. Why do we, why can't we all just get along? So then it says we can immediately shake hands if they have some sort of similar hand there. Then we can shake hands if we put too much emphasis on that we are human beings on this planet, then someone from outside comes, a stranger, that creates anxiety, more fear. Ooh, no, we mustn't have that. We just need to accept whatever shows up on the old front doorstep. It could be Satan himself. You know, a pointy tail, two hooves and a pitchfork. Hey, come on, we mustn't judge. Sorry. Anyway, back to the quote. The Dalai Lama's emphasis... Oh, not, okay, and then it goes back to this. The Dalai Lama's emphasis on sameness or oneness is very significant in terms of understanding the role he would play in shaping world opinion on visiting extraterrestrial life. If the scenario described good is accurate, then the Pope, alongside the Dalai Lama, and a third religious leader, now here's the key, like a prominent Muslim leader, such as Shawaki Alam who is the Grand Mufti of Egypt, who also participated in the unity and friendship statement that I guess the Pope and the Dalai Lama were part of, could well soon disclose to this world the existence of a human-looking extraterrestrial life. You got the Dalai Lama, okay, Buddhism. You've got Catholicism, which, in like he said, they're expecting 90% of people to adopt this, so you'll have... A lot of pseudo-Christians just running to jump on the Catholic bandwagon. They're already doing that. And then you've got Islam. Okay. You've got them all on board. You've got the majority of the world's population probably. Or close to it. You're, you're, well, you're nipping at it. You're nipping at the, the majority of the world's population. I don't know if it's half, but it's it's near there. Maybe it's more. I don't know. I, I, I But... Uh, a lot of other people are going to fall in line. Remember, there's all these other religions, religious leaders that signed this. They're going to go back and say, hey, look, the big boys are on board. This is the truth. We need to get on board, too. You're going to have people going to this stuff in droves. And if they can pull the Islamic thing, it's the only way I can possibly see where Islam would put their weapons down and not, you know, stop what they're basically doing. But it would have to be something so powerful from an Islamic standpoint because they're so incredibly demonically possessed and brainwashed, these, these devils are. I'm not saying everybody's in Islam, but at the end of the day, they all pray to the same devil, and that's Allah and the moon god. And they all read the same Quran, which says to kill and slay and behead the infidel. Okay, so that's what I can't get around regarding Islam. But if they could get them on board, and let's say they, they say, okay, here is the Imam Mahdi which is their awaited savior, okay? He's one of us. He's an ascended master. And here, he's, and here he comes, he's coming with Master Jesus because that's who they say is going to show up with their awaited savior, which is the Imam Mahdi. That's who they're waiting for. Just like Christians are waiting for Jesus to come back in the clouds, whether you're pre, post, mid-trib, whatever, okay? Waiting for Jesus, right? The Jews are waiting for their Messiah. Okay. The Buddhists are waiting for the fifth Buddha. And the um, Hindus are waiting for Krishna. 
But the Muslims are by far, obviously, the most problematic of all of them because they're the most violent, they're the most savage, they're the most demon-possessed out of all of the religions that I just went into. I mean, just look at their fruit every day. But if they could get the Muslims on the same page and playing nice and saying, wow, here's our Imam Mahdi. He's come back with Master Jesus, just like our prophecies said were going to happen because that's what their, their unholy prophecies tell them, that when the Imam Mahdi comes back, he will end up coming back with Master Jesus. Now, I've done studies on Master Jesus. Just key in Master Jesus in the keyword search box. He's also known as Esau Sanand Emmanuel. It's the fake, counterfeit, false, long-haired Jesus that we always see in all the churches that basically that image was given us by, by the Catholic Church hundreds of years ago. I've done the whole study on explaining that thing. That's the uh, that Adonis-looking Jesus is going to be the one that comes back, and he's going to be the one that most likely um, yokes up with this Imam Mahdi, and that would get the Muslims not wanting to kill all the Christians and putting down their weapons and all playing nice, at least for a time, so they could get the New World Order religion off the ground. I mean, at, at that point, it's really not going to matter to Satan because he's going to have everybody under his wing, you know. So. I don't see any other scenario where you get the Muslims on board this one word religion train. I mean, I just don't see it. I don't see any plot. This is the only one I see. So, what's going to happen leading up to that? I don't know. I mean, there's so much stuff that is constantly breaking in the news cycles now that I can't, it's just impossible to keep up anymore. So just take it to the Lord in prayer. That's all I do have for today. I got a lot more to go on this study, though. I've got, oh my, I got a lot more. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it's neither here nor there. I'm, I got a lot more to, to, to cover. So we're, we're going to be in the, this will be part five ending today, but then I'll continue this. I don't know if it'll be the next study. Um, it's just hard with all the breaking news when I have something come in there and I got to cover it and then I go back to this, so. Uh, but hopefully eventually we'll, we'll get her all covered. So um, appreciate your prayers and, and all that you've done for us. And, and um, uh, I'll just co close this out in a word of prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time that you have given us, Lord. And um, I just pray, God, you bless my listeners. I pray you just give us supernatural discernment. That you increase our discernment. That you increase our faith, Lord that you increase all the godly attributes you have given us, Lord. Um, increase our courage. Increase, I pray, our divine, the divine providence working in our lives so that we could be put into a position of strength and not weakness when all these things really start to go down in earnest, Lord, that we would be able to reach out and help a lot of people and educate a lot of people and that you would hide the body of Christ and the innocent and my listeners from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, like Psalm 64 says. <clears throat> and that you would show us how you want us to pray about these subjects that I've covered today, Lord, because they're so seldom covered in the church. Um, for a new listener, if they're hearing this, Lord, they're not, and I mean, their head's probably spinning. And I, I just pray you show us, confirm, Lord, if this is true or not. But everything I've done, Lord, seeming leading up to this time regarding this particular subject, it just seems all I get is confirmation. So I just pray you forgive us, Lord, for any and all sins we've committed. 
as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. I pray, God, for your mercy on our, on our lives and our families' lives, that you would save our unsaved family members, Lord. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We humbly pray. Amen.